Welcome to The Christian Working Woman with Mary Lohman. I'm Julie Bastide, and if you're new to our program, we especially welcome you. Mary, I see that you're completing the thought you began last week where you talked about how we need to be contented with who we are, but not contented with where we are, where we are spiritually, that is. So this is part two. Yeah, I think that there's more to say about learning to be happy with who you are, while at the same time striving to be all you can be. Accept who you are, but don't settle for where you are in your spiritual growth. You know, honestly, Julie, I believe this is a balanced and biblical approach to all the self-esteem issues and philosophies of the day. We certainly need to be thankful and contented with who we are, but always recognizing there's always going to be room to grow in our faith. Mm. So last week, you emphasized two areas where we should accept ourselves. So number one was we should accept the way God's created us, our bodies, our shapes, our faces. And then number two, we should accept the personality God's given us. But at the same time, we should always strive to be good stewards of our bodies, and we seek to polish our personalities so that our weaknesses don't overpower our strengths. And if you didn't hear that first message, you'll find a copy of it on our website, which is christianworkingwoman.org. Now, Mary, we're ready to hear your concluding thoughts on being both contented and at the same time not contented. It is a bit of a paradox, I agree, to be both contented and not contented. Maybe it's helpful to say we should accept who we are, but never settle for where we are. Have you discovered that when you are not happy with who you are, you inflict great suffering on yourself? It causes you to be envious of others, to resent the success of others, to fight to get ahead of others, to be dependent on the approval of others. All kinds of problems arise when you cannot accept who you are. So I hope you've come to that place where you can truly say, I like the way God has created me. It is not prideful to appreciate God's handiwork in you. Rather, it brings glory to God, just as when you appreciate a work of art, you bring honor to the artist. Well, today I want to point out three other areas where we need to learn to accept but not settle. And the first is your gifts and talents. Have you accepted the way God has gifted you? You know, the Bible clearly teaches us that each believer has been given definite and recognizable gifts or talents, which are resources to use in serving the Lord. 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12 are good chapters to study if you're not familiar with these gifts. You know, once you know how God has gifted you, then accept that role you've been given with great joy. The things God has gifted you to do are the things that make you the happiest and bring the most satisfaction. You'll find great joy when you're functioning the way God created you to function. For example, if you have the gift of encouragement, your greatest joy will be to write notes, help someone out, listen to a heartache, lots of things like that, which an encourager does so well. It won't be a chore or a duty because it's your gift, and it'll be a delight. If your gift is administration, you'll love organizing and doing all the the behind-the-scene things that are so important. If your gift is mercy, you will naturally have a sympathetic heart toward hurting people, and you'll find yourself trying to help them. Using your God-given gifts and talents will bring you satisfaction, and you will do those things with enthusiasm and excellence. But here's the other side of the coin. 
Never be satisfied with your gifts the way they are. Jesus told a parable about three people who were given talents to use. One had five talents, one two, and one had only one. When the master returned and demanded an accounting as to how each one used his talents, he gave strong approval to the first two because they multiplied their talents. But to the man with only one, he gave a grave condemnation because he hid his talent and did not multiply it. You'll find that parable in Matthew 25. But what Jesus taught us there is that when we use the gifts and talents he has given us, he will give us more. I've been amazed to see this in my own life. I'm telling you, years ago, I could never have imagined being or doing some of the things and new ideas that God has allowed me to be involved with. But God is true to his word. And when we start using the talent we have, God is faithful to give us more and increase our effectiveness. So accept the talents and gifts God has invested in you and then set out to grow them as much as possible. Now, you do that by using them any way you can. Jump in the water and get wet. Often I'm asked how I began my ministry, which is now heard on over 400 radio stations internationally and reaches out in many other ways. Well, it began in my home in Chicago over 35 years ago as a Bible study for five or six women. And that Bible study lasted several years to this day. It's one of the sweetest memories I have. But from that, I started a small ministry at my church, became involved in other ministries there, serving in various ways. And much to my amazement, the doors open until now. We have a much bigger outreach. But it all began where I was in my home. And little by little, God gave me opportunities to develop my gifts God keeps his word, and he has promised that when we are faithful with the gifts and talents we have, he'll just give us more. So start where you are with whatever you have to offer and see what God can do with it. You will be amazed. Another thing about ourselves we need to be content with is our intelligence. There's no doubt that God gave some people more brain power than others. Do you feel like you've been shortchanged in this department and you don't understand why God didn't make you real smart? Well, God needs some real smart brainy types, but he needs a lot of us ordinary types as well. Some of you had to fight for everything you learned in school and good grades did not come easily. Others could cram for a test at the last minute and ace it. Now, that may not seem fair, but God has reasons for these differences in IQ, and we need to accept who we are when it comes to intelligence. But don't settle for where you are. Keep pushing the envelope to learn as much as possible. Scientists tell us that we use only a minuscule portion of the potential in the human brain. And what I've discovered is that when I push myself mentally, my brain power seems to increase a bit. I have a friend who began her college career in midlife while she was working full-time. She always felt like she didn't have what it takes to complete college. She wasn't smart enough, but she discovered that she could handle college-level classes, she could do well in them, and she was so joyful about what she was learning. She did not settle for where she was, and by God's grace, she improved her mind and gained knowledge that enabled her to minister more effectively. 
You may not have the highest IQ around, but you've got far more brain power than you realize. Don't settle for where you are intellectually. Become a student and continually work at learning more. And you can improve your mind and knowledge, whether in school or not. Good reading habits will make a huge difference. And for those of you with lots of brain power, remember that to whom much is given, much will be required. So be sure you're making very good use of all that mental capacity. Let me mention one last thing where we need to be contented, and that is with our circumstances. Paul wrote, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Have you learned that lesson yet? Just think about the freedom you and I would have if we could truly say with Paul, I am content with my circumstances. I think of a friend whom I admire greatly. She worked for Moody Radio in Chicago for many years, and she's a gracious, lovely, talented woman. Due to a work-related accident, her husband has been disabled most of their long married life. When that happened, Overnight, her dreams of what her life would be like died as she was forced to become a working woman and raise their children while helping her disabled husband. When I think of the years she did that, I I just marvel at her attitude. She never complained. She learned to be content in the midst of very difficult circumstances. And even when more family problems were poured on her head, she continued to trust God and accept what was coming her way. Through all the years, she never lost heart or gave up or ran away, all of which I would have been tempted to do, I'm sure. But instead, she contributed immensely on her job. She improved herself and did the most anyone could do under the circumstances, as we say. She comes to my mind as a woman who accepted the circumstances of her life, and yet they have not beaten her into the ground. She has grown and contributed and made a beautiful life for herself. So often when our circumstances are out of sorts, we've got the wrong job, or we live in the wrong place, or we don't have enough money, or we don't have good health, or whatever— we are then tempted to waste our lives and squander our opportunities just because we have adverse circumstances. So if that's where you are today, I urge you to start praying daily that God will teach you to be content with your circumstances and help you accept what's coming your way right now. But at the same time, don't settle for life in the doldrums just because the circumstances are rotten. You can live above them and find that those difficult circumstances of your life can lead to growth and service and joy right in the midst of the problems. I think of another friend of mine who, after many deaths in her family, was left to raise her niece and nephew, who are both mentally challenged. Honestly, I have watched her through the years as she has become like a mother to them, taken on the responsibility that was never hers. She's never had children of her own. And yet, in all of those years, she has grown so much spiritually because she's never complained about the lot that has been cast her way. She's never complained or argued that she shouldn't have to raise these kids. They're not her kids. She's never once said that but she has grown in the Lord like few people do. And I just admire her so much because the circumstances were not an excuse for her to sit down and do nothing. Not at all. Many people would have.
So whatever your circumstances are today, if they are tough and you would change them if you could, ask God how you can be the best you can be in those circumstances. Accept, but don't settle. Be contented and discontented. I hope you'll remember that you can hold both in balance because I believe it will help you. It will help you to be more content and appreciative of who you are, just the way God made you, and where your life is right now. But it will also remind you never to let yourself off the hook because, as we often say, well, that's just the way I am. But always strive to be all that you can be for the glory of Jesus Christ. Paul wrote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can do more than you can imagine because you've got Jesus on your side and you've got the Holy Spirit to empower you. I urge you to go for it. Be all you can be for Jesus. Mary, I'm confident we'll remember your challenge to accept but not to settle. It's a good way to continually remind ourselves to appreciate who we are in Christ and then be content with our lives where God has us while always striving to grow in our faith and in our gifting. So thanks for this helpful reminder. Well, we also wanted to remind you that our weekend getaway is coming up April 14th and 15th in Itasca, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. Yeah, we've been doing these for a long time, Julie, like over 30 years. And I just look forward to this one so much. We are going to talk about grounded identity. If you're grounded and know who you are, other things just work out. I think it's going to be a great time. I do, too. We've got a great lineup of workshop leaders and speakers, and you can register online and find out more information about the housing and the retreat at our website, christianworkingwoman.org, under the events menu. So please visit us there. Would you like to stay updated with us on social media? Connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and we will provide you with biblical and inspirational messages directly to your social media feed. We look forward to staying in contact with you there. Well, thanks for joining us today, and please plan to be with us again next week for The Christian Working Woman. 